Today is August the 29th. Today, we see the start of David's reign. Reading through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read 1 Chronicles 10 through 13. Now, in these chapters, um, uh, we were introduced to Saul's family line in chapter 9. Uh, chapter 10, instead of hearing about Saul's reign, we hear about his death. Uh, chapter 11, David becomes the king of Israel. If you remember from the book of Samuel, uh, that's a seven-year-long process. Well, in the book of Chronicles, we go straight to David, uh, straight to uh, uh, his reign and the start of his reign. Chapter 12 is all new material. Uh, we're told of certain warriors who joined David. Now, if you'll notice chapter 12, verse 38, all these men came in battle array to Hebron with the single purpose of making David the king over all Israel. In fact, everyone in Israel agreed that David should be their king. Um, that's what these first few chapters are about, how David uh, became the king of all of Israel. Enjoy today as you read First Chronicles 10 to 13. First Chronicles 10 through 13, New Living Translation, First Chronicles 10. Now the Philistines attacked Israel, and the men of Israel fled before them. Many were slaughtered on the slopes of Mount Gilboa. The Philistines closed in on Saul and his sons, and they killed three of his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Milkashua. The fight grew very fiercely around Saul, and the Philistine archers caught up with him and wounded him. Saul groaned to his armor-bearer, Take your sword and kill me before these pagan Philistines come to taunt and torture me. But his armor-bearer was afraid and would not do it, so Saul took his own sword and fell on it. When his armor-bearer realized that Saul was dead, he fell on his own sword and died. So Saul and his three sons died there together, bringing his dynasty to an end. When all the Israelites in Jezreel Valley saw that their army had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their towns and fled. So the Philistines moved in and occupied their towns. The next day, when the Philistines went out to strip the dead, they found the bodies of Saul and his sons on Mount Gilboa. So they stripped off Saul's armor and cut off his head. They proclaimed the good news of Saul's death before their idols and to the people throughout the land of Philistia. They placed his armor in the temple of their gods, and they fastened his head to the temple of Dagon. But when everyone in Jabesh-Gilead heard about everything the Philistines had done to Saul, all their mighty warriors brought the bodies of Saul and his sons back to Jabesh. Then they buried their bones beneath the great tree at Jabesh, and they fasted for seven days. So Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He failed to obey the Lord's command, and he even consulted a medium instead of asking the Lord for guidance. So the Lord killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. 1 Chronicles 11 Then all Israel gathered before David at Hebron and told him, 
We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, even when Saul was king, you were the one who really led the forces of Israel. And the Lord your God told you, You will be the shepherd of my people Israel. You will be the leader of my people Israel. So there at Hebron David made a covenant before the Lord with all the elders of Israel, and they anointed him king of Israel, just as the Lord had promised through Samuel. Then David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, or Jebush, as it used to be called, where the Jebusites, the original inhabitants of the land, were living. The people of Jebush taunted David, saying, You'll never get in here. But David captured the forces of Zion, which is now called the city of David. David had said to his troops, Whoever is first to attack the Jebusites will become the commander of my armies. And Joab, the son of David's sister Zariah, was the first to attack, so he became the commander of David's army. David made the fortress his home, and that is why it is called the city of David. He extended the city from the supporting terraces to the surrounding area, while Joab rebuilt the rest of Jerusalem. And David became more and more powerful, because the Lord of Heaven's armies was with him. These are the leaders of David's mighty warriors, together with all Israel. They decided to make David their king, just as the Lord had promised concerning Israel. Here is the record of David's mightiest warriors. The first was Joshabim the Hakmonite, who was the leader of the three, the mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill three hundred enemy warriors in a single battle. Next in the rank among the three was Eleazar son of Dodii, a descendant of Ahoah. He was with David when the Philistines gathered for the battle of Pastamon and attacked the Israelites in a field full of barley. The Israelite army fled, but Eleazar and David held their ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord saved them by giving them a great victory. Once when David was at the rock near the cave of Adullam, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Rephaim. The three, who were among the thirty, an elite group among David's fighting men, went down to meet him there. David was staying in the stronghold at the time, and a Philistine detachment had occupied the town of Bethlehem. David remarked longingly to his men, Oh, how I would love some of that good water from the well by the gate of Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew some water from the well by the gate of Bethlehem, and brought it back to David. But David refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. God forbid that I should drink this, he exclaimed. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. So David did not drink it. These are examples of the exploits of the three. Abishai, the brother of Joab, was the leader of the thirty. He once used his spear to kill three hundred enemy warriors in a single battle. It was by such feats that he became as famous as the three. Abishai was the most famous of the thirty, and was their commander, though he was not one of the three. There was also Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant warrior from Kabziel. He did many heroic deeds, which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time, on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Once armed only with a club, he killed an Egyptian warrior who was seven and a half feet tall and was armed with a spear as thick as a weaver's beam. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Deeds like these made Benaiah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than the other members of the thirty, though he was not one of the three. 
and David made him captain of his bodyguard. David's mighty warriors included Asahel, Joab's brother, Elhanan, son of Dodo, from Bethlehem, Shammah from Harod, Heliz from Pelan, Elah, son of Ikish from Tekoa, Abiezer from Anathoth, Sibachai from Husha, Zalmon from Ahoah, Helid, son of Behena, from Natophah, Ithai, son of Ribai, from Gibeah in the land of Benjamin, Benaiah from Pirathon, Hirai from Nathal Giash, Abai Albon from Arabah, Asmabeth from Bahoram, Ilabah from Shealbon, the sons of Jashin from Gizan, Jonathan son of Shagi from Harar, Ahiam son of Sheir from Hair, Eliphal son of Ur, Hefer from Makira, Ahijah from Pelan, Hezro from Carmel, Perai son of Ezbi, Joel the brother of Nathan, Mibhar son of Hagrai, Zelik from Ammon, Neherai from Beroth, the armor-bearer of Joab son of Zerah, Ira from Jater, Girub from Jater, Uriah the Hittite, Zabad son of Ali, Adina son of Sheza, the Reubenite leader, who had thirty men with him, Hanan son of Maacah, Joshaphat from Mithna, Uziah from Ashtaroth, Shammah and Jeiel, Jibiel son of Shimri, Joah his brother from Tiz, Eliel from Mehavah, Jerobiah and Joshaviah the sons of Elnaim, Ithma from Moab, Eliel and Obed, Jaziel from Zobah. First Chronicles 12 The following men joined David at Ziklag while he was hiding from Saul son of Kish. They were among the warriors who fought beside David in the battle. All of them were expert archers, and they could shoot arrows or sling stones with their left hand as well as their right. They were all relatives of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. Their leader was Ahiezer son of Shemaiah from Gibeah. His brother was Joash, the second in command. These were the other warriors. Jeziel and Peleth, son of Asmabeth, Barakah, Jehu from Anathoth, Ishmaiah from Gibeon, a famous warrior and leader among the thirty, Jeremiah, Jehaziel, Johanan, and Josabad from Gedera, Eruziah, Jeremoth, Beeliah, Shamariah, and Shaphathiah from Haram, Elkanah, Ishiah, Azrael, Jozer, and Joshabim, who were Korahites, Jola and Zebediah, sons of Jeroam from Gedor. Some brave and experienced warriors from the tribe of Gad also defected to David while he was at the stronghold in the wilderness. They were expert with both shield and spear, as fierce as lions and as swift as deer on the mountains. Ezer was their leader, Obadiah was second, Eliab was third, Mishmana was fourth, Jeremiah was fifth, Adiah was sixth, Eliel was seventh, Johanan was eighth, Elzabad was ninth, Jeremiah was tenth, Macbani was eleventh. These warriors from Gad were army commanders. The weakest among them could take on a hundred regular troops, and the strongest could take on a thousand. These were the men who crossed the Jordan River during its seasonal flooding at the beginning of the year, and drove out all the people living in the lowlands on both the east and west banks. Others from Benjamin and Judah came to David at the stronghold. David went out to meet them and said, If you have come in peace to help me, we are friends. But if you have come to betray me to my enemies when I am innocent, then may the God of our ancestors see it and punish you. Then the Spirit came upon Amashiai, the leader of the thirty, and he said, 
We are yours, David. We are on your side, son of Jesse. Peace and prosperity be with you, and success to all who help you, for your God is the one who helps you. So David let them join him, and he made them officers over his troops. Some men from Manasseh defected from the Israelite army and joined David when he set out with the Philistines to fight against Saul. But, as it turned out, the Philistine rulers refused to let David and his men go with them. After much discussion, they sent him back. For, they said, it will cost us our heads if David switches loyalties to Saul and turns against us. Here is a list of the men from Manasseh who defected to David as he was returning to Ziglag. Adna, Jashabad, Zediel, Michael, Jashabad, Elihu, and Zithali. Each commanded a thousand troops from the tribe of Manasseh. They helped David chase down bands of raiders, for they were all brave and able warriors who became commanders of his army. Day after day, more men joined David until he had a great army, like the army of God. These are the numbers of armed warriors who joined David at Hebron. They were all eager to see David become king instead of Saul, just as the Lord had promised. From the tribe of Judah, there were 6,800 warriors armed with shields and spears. From the tribe of Simeon, there were 7,100 brave warriors. From the tribe of Levi, there were 4,600. This included Jehoiada, leader of the family of Aaron, who had 3,700 under his command. This also included Zadok, a brave young warrior with 22 members of his family who were all officers. From the tribe of Benjamin, Saul's relative, there were 3,000 warriors. Most of the men from Benjamin had remained loyal to Saul until this time. From the tribe of Ephraim were 20,800 brave warriors, each highly respected in his own clan. From the half-tribe of Manasseh, west of the Jordan, 18,000 men were designated by name to help David become king. From the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the time and knew the best course for Israel to take. From the tribe of Zebulun were 50,000 skilled warriors. They were fully armed and prepared for battle and completely loyal to David. From the tribe of Naphtali were a thousand officers and 37,000 warriors armed with shields and spears. From the tribe of Dan there were 28,600 warriors all prepared for battle. From the tribe of Asher, there were 40,000 trained warriors, all prepared for battle. From the east side of the Jordan River, where the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh lived, there were 120,000 troops armed with every kind of weapon. All these men came in battle array to Hebron with a single purpose of making David the king over all Israel. In fact, everyone in Israel agreed that David should be their king. They fasted and drank with David for three days, for preparations had been made by their relatives for their arrival, and people as far away as Issachar, Zebulun, and Naphtali brought food on donkeys, camels, mules, and oxen. Vast supplies of flour, fig cakes, clusters of raisins, wine, olive oil, cattle, sheep, and goats were brought to the celebration. There was great joy throughout the land of Israel. 1 Chronicles 13 David consulted with all his officials, including the generals and captains of his army. Then he addressed the entire assembly of Israel as follows. 
If you approve, and if it is the will of the Lord our God, let us send messengers to all the Israelites throughout the land, including the priests and Levites in their towns and pasture lands. Let us invite them to come and join us. It is time to bring back the ark of our God, for we neglected it during the reign of Saul. The whole assembly agreed to this, for the people could see it was the right thing to do. So David summoned all Israel from the Shire Brook of Egypt in the south all the way to the town of Lebohamath in the north, to join in bringing the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim. Then David and all Israel went to Behal of Judah, also called Kiriath-Jerim, to bring back the ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord who is enthroned between the cherubim. They placed the ark of God on the new cart and brought it from Abinadab's house. Uzzah and Ahio were guiding the cart. David and all Israel were celebrating before God with all their might, singing songs and playing all kinds of musical instruments, lyres, harps, tambourines, cymbals, and trumpets. But when they arrived at the threshing floor of Nacon, the oxen stumbled and Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark. When the Lord's anger aroused against Uzzah, and he struck him dead because he had laid his hand on the ark. So Uzzah died there in the presence of God. David was angry because of the Lord's anger. David was angry because the Lord's anger had burst out against Uzzah. He named that place Perez Uzzah, which means to burst out against Uzzah, as it is still called today. David was now afraid of God, and he asked, How can I ever bring the ark of God back into my care? So David did not move the ark into the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. The ark of God remained there in Obed-Edom's house for three months, and the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and everything he owned. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we will see Jerusalem is established.